Welcome to Tackling the NFL, the only NFL podcast to do a gown swap after graduating. <laughs> I'm Josh Rosenberg. That's Adam Baltax. And yeah, we graduated. That is why we are like three weeks behind. Sorry, guys. That's on me. Um, a series of crazy events going on. So we had to take a little bit of a break, but we are back, which is really exciting. So we came back with what we hope is a really, really good episode. Adam, do you want to explain to all of our listeners what it's going to be? Yeah, so despite the couple weeks of chaotic sports happenings, uh, the past couple of weeks, we have NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, uh, we got the Euros for soccer, uh, and now we have Wimbledon starting. So it's been very chaotic. So we decided to, to capture that and do our top five chaotic teams and least chaotic teams heading into the 2021-2022 season. Do you want to explain what those mean? that means? Yeah, so there's lots of different ways to define chaotic. And I think that you can see, like, you can see chaotic in how a team behaves during the season. Like, I think there's some teams that are going to be really chaotic internally, but their record is probably going to be the same uh, or is going to be pretty predictable. Here, we did it by how unpredictable their record is, which teams we can project comfortably, essentially, going into the 2021 season. So... I think we'll just get right into it with the least chaotic teams. We'll probably go through these a little bit faster because the chaotic teams that is with the ones that you're actually waiting for. Um, and I think that will just start us off with the same team that we talk about every time as the most predictable team. This is the Minnesota Vikings, my purple people leaders. Uh, <laughs> these every damn year, they're a mirror image of the prior year. They're like, they're going to be slightly better in some spots. They're going to be slightly worse in others. And it is just, they're definitely going like 10 and seven or nine and eight, which is yep. not bad, but they're not going to like go that far in the playoffs, right? Like Dalvin Cook's going to run for a bunch of yards. Kirk Cousins is going to throw a bunch of play action passes. Uh, they'll look really, really good two weeks and then look terrible the week afterwards. This is the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. I had them on my list too. Just, it was honestly, it's one of those that you don't even have to think about. It's the Vikings. They're going to be in the middle of the pack. They ne- they didn't do nearly enough in the offseason. Ha- if they want to change, they have to do something monumental. And that's like the that's kind of been the, the theme in Minnesota sports with the Timberwolves, the Wild, and uh, the Vikings. Just mediocrity. They, they, they don't make any big moves on the offseason. They kind of just stick where they are. And the Vikings are going to be the same team next year that they were last year. And they'll be fine. They'll be good. They'll win games. Just you're not going to be able to make a push. And that's something that you, you need out of your team. Their defense will almost definitely be better than it was last year. Because for one, Mike Zimmer might just snap if they're not. But like they have better health, hopefully. Uh, Anthony Barr and Daniil Hunter should both be back. And at least slightly better players on the veteran side, uh, Patrick Peterson. And then the combination of Michael Pearson, Dalvin Tomlinson should be some sort of boost. I'm looking forward to that. Like, I think this team will be a legitimately decent team, but they're very predictable where they'll end up. I yeah, also barring learned... something horrible. So That's true. Barring something horrible, pun intended. Uh, only the the good listeners will catch that one. This this team will be the exact same. One thing I did learn looking into this team is that there's a whole lot of nepotism going on in this coaching staff. Uh, Welcome new to the offensive... NFL. Yeah, I know, right? But like their new offense, this one's extreme because their new offensive coordinator is their old offensive coordinator's son and their co-defensive coordinator is their head coach's son. So they're keeping, keeping this with the family. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Adam, what is your next team, though, that is unlikely to be chaotic? Uh, my next team, in terms of basically very predictable team, uh, is, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Just on the pure fact that they will be first in the NFL. And, and last year, it was like, okay, if someone's seriously important gets injured, then the team can be like, can get like changed up a lot. But the Kansas City Chiefs are so good now to where the only thing that can stop them from being the best team in the NFL is a Mahomes injury. And that's just not going to happen when you have 12 offensive linemen. Yeah, well, knock on wood, fingers crossed, whatever you want to do. Yeah, praying that that doesn't happen. I'm going to knock out two teams actually right now because it's the exact same scenario. I have the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on my list because... The the Packers is bold because they could be either most chaotic or least chaotic. Okay, well, here's the thing. This is a team I think will have a ton of internal chaos. I I think that you're going to hear some weird rumblings going on all season. This is obviously assuming Aaron Rodgers plays. If Rodgers doesn't play... Totally That's what I'm saying. Me. Maybe no, no. If it, the whole well, I Rogers guess, I not guess that, play, that that could cause chaos. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I guess that sort of makes sense. I'm going to do this. Assuming Rodgers plays, these teams are all extremely projectable, guaranteed top one or two seed in their conference. And these teams, like, their season starts in the conference championship game, right? Like, yeah. these teams aren't going to be bad during the regular season because they are just a tier above pretty much everyone else. And I'll throw in the bills in that list, too. I consider the Bills, but I have slightly more questions and their division, I think, might pose a bigger challenge than it was last year, which is why, sure. like, I think we could see a little bit of a drop-off, even if I think they're still going to be a good team. Yeah. So what's the next team that you have after the, the the top tier? Okay. I have, so, two more teams on my list, and these I just tried to have a little bit more fun with, like, teams that I feel like I can just read going into next season. And one of them is the Seattle Seahawks for pretty similar reasons to the Vikings. They're a very similar team to last year. And I do not think that Russell Wilson will be as bad as he was in the second half of last season. But I think they'll take the ball out of his hands a little bit more. The spot where this team might get better is the defense, but it has most of the same players. They're just giving Jordan Brooks, KJ Wright's job, who for the record is still a free agent. Very surprised by that. And Akella Willerspoon is getting Shaquille Griffin's like, I think that they'll do a better job of using Jamal Adams, but this team is going to win like 11 games and then lose in the first or second round of the playoffs, depending on the matchup. Yeah. If they were in the AFC, they they would not be a playoff team. But since in the NFC... I, I don't know. I think they're a playoff. That's the thing. I, I they're don't like, know. They're, they're in a really tough... They're in a really, really tough division, and I still think that they're going to make the playoffs. I just think that like we know exactly what Russell Wilson is, unless he goes on like a Joe Flacco heater. I'd yeah. be a little surprised. I think, I think that they're a wild card team this year. And then I don't think that they make the playoffs if they're in the, if they're in the AFC. Just because of how many good teams are in the AFC, I don't think that they match up with them. They have a great trio on offense, but besides that, the rest of their team is average at bet. I think I'm a little bit higher than you. I agree that they're a wild card team. I don't think they're winning the division, but I think 11 wins is pretty good, and that makes it in the AFC too, as good as good as the AFC is. So what's your next team? And like, I feel like this, the Seahawks is a little bit more of a gut feel team because like Mm -hmm. there are ways for them to improve, right? Like I'm talking a lot about how Russell Wilson is a guy, like we know what he is, but at the same time, he is still like a top five quarterback in the NFL or at least around that level. And like, he could just take it to another level, um, maybe improve his quick game, take some of those shots that he wasn't, that he wasn't taking last season and just really kick this team up but I just don't really expect to see that this coming season. 
Yeah, we, we definitely saw a lot of good signs out of Russ at the first half of last season, but heading down the stretch, we, we started to see the old Russ that we were used to, and that's not a good sign for Seattle. So uh, my next team, on the opposite end of the spectrum from the Chiefs is the Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> somehow this team managed to get worse uh, during the offseason. They lost Matthew Stafford, who is about the only good spot of that team, besides maybe Okwara, who we've talked about often this offseason. But it's just I've never been more confident about a team coming last place than the Detroit Lions this year. I don't think that there's a worse team in football than the Lions, and, and they got worse at the best at their best position. So I think that the Lions will be the last the last place team in football and they won't be very chaotic. Yeah, I think that if you're getting good odds to bet on like the number one overall pick, the Lions are clearly gunning for it. So yeah. it's not a not a bad idea to bet on them. I, I didn't want to do this just because like I agree and I actually didn't want to do the um, Bucks or the Packers either. But I just really think that it actually made me happy to think that how few teams I can clearly project. Um, I think that's better for football if you don't know where your teams get end up. Uh, so I just mm-hmm. went with some of the easier teams. And I think that this falls in that sort of batch. How many more teams do you have left? I have one more team left. Okay, so do I. So then I'll go and then bounce it over to you. And this team is along the lines of the Lions, but I think that they'll take a much more chaotic way to get there. This is the Philadelphia Eagles, which... This prediction could really, really blow up in my face because their division sucks. So there's just a chance that they like sneak out a bunch of games against the, I don't know, the Giants or whoever, um, or maybe the Cowboys defense falls apart and they beat them or something like that. All of that is possible. But I just think that no matter how they get there, and there are multiple ways, this team isn't winning more than like five to seven games. They actually might be funny on the way there. I just don't think that they're going to be good because even if, like one area of the roster is better than expected. Say Devonta Smith is really good and their wide receivers no longer suck. Maybe Jalen Rager takes a step forward too. Guess what? You still have massive holes at cornerback. You don't have pretty much any depth on defense outside the defensive line. Like there's so many holes at different areas of the roster that I just don't think that they can, that there's any chance that all of them hit and this team doesn't suck, which is yeah. why I think that uh, they're very projectably bad. <laughs> Yeah, like like Doctor Strange said, there's a lot of outcomes this season. I think there might be like one where the Eagles somehow manage to sneak their way into the playoffs, and I don't think that that's a very likely one. And, and I mean, honestly, that outcome is like Jalen Hurts runs through everyone, and yeah. the division is terrible, and they make it with like a losing record, the same way the Washington Football Team did last year. It, it would a lot of good things would have to happen. Uh, I I was also contemplating the Washington football team for this list just because of how bad their division is. It's likely that they managed to squeak out eight or nine wins, something around that record, because they're actually a really good team. Just depends on Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is kind of adds to the chaos. But my last team (laughs) is the Cleveland Browns. I think that it's pretty clear where they're going to end up this season. Um, It's going to be 11, 12 wins around that area. Baker's good, not great, but the team around him is one of the best in football. I, it's just too good of a team to lose that many games, and it's and it's pretty clear, in my opinion, that they're going to land around that eleven to thirteen win range. And there's and they're in a pretty bad division too. So, I think that makes a lot of sense on paper. But betting on the, what the Browns look like on paper has historically just been incredibly <laughs> difficult to hit on, which is why I didn't do this. I do think it makes a lot of sense 
on paper. That, that's basically what I'll say. <laughs> just keep saying on paper to make sure but, that. That's the thing. Like some of these, I had to just go by like reputation. Like the Eagles, you know, like was really just like by reputation, yeah. they're going to screw this up somehow. And I feel like the Browns, well, they, I hope they've turned the page for their fan sake and for the NFL sake. There's just a chance that they backslide. I mean, the owners are still there, the Haslam's. And look, I'm just saying someone gets hurt and just that entire team falls off the rails. We end up with a new head coach by the beginning of next season. Well, when we come back to this episode in a couple of months and the Browns are uh, the worst team in the NFL and the Eagles have won the Super Bowl, we'll, we'll apologize. Oh, my God. Reverse chaos. <laughs> OK, reverse jinx, I guess. Let's go to what I really enjoyed doing, the most chaotic teams. And Adam, why don't you start us off with this one? So I, I alluded to these guys earlier in the least chaotic one, so I'll, I'll get them here. I have the one tier for the Packers and the Texans just because of their quarterback situations. No one really knows how that's going to work out this season. Um, so just that whole fact that you don't know how who's going to be starting in the most important position in football for your team adds to the chaos. So And also the Texans are just bad, so it also adds to the chaos there. So uh, I'm going to say that those two are on their own little level in their own little group because of their weird situations with their quarterback. Yeah, that makes sense. There's really no way to predict what's going to happen until we see how that plays out. I, I do think that Aaron Rodgers will be there in Green Bay, and I would be surprised if Deshaun Watson plays more than eight games this year. That's just more of a gut feel than anything else, I would say. I mean, also based on reports, but um, that's that's where I'm leaning right now. Yeah, it's just it's no one really knows. And I think that that's the most chaotic thing that you can have in the team. Yeah, that, that makes sense. My first chaotic team is the New York Jets, which is a team that's really battle, really battling its inner nature. So it's sort of in the way that I was talking about with the Eagles and the Browns, right? Like this team on paper is looking at least a little bit better. And the division is volatile enough that I think that they could win a decent amount of games. But also... If you have a rookie QB he's, who's guaranteed to start from week one, there's so much variance there, just guaranteed, locked in. And the offensive line looks more competent than I expected it to be because they added Morgan Moses uh, in the past few weeks. That was definitely a smart addition because just getting higher floor options is critical when you're going to be starting Zach Wilson from the jump. I do think that the defense will probably still be trash, but when you factor in the Adam Gase effect, which has just historically been extremely significant, there's a chance that this team just ends up being way better than we expect, even though they probably still should be the worst team in the division. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last episode I talked about how much improved I think that the Jets will be this this next season. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you here. I think that this Jets team has potential to be a much better team next year. And as you said, a lot of this comes down to Zach Wilson, how how starter ready he is. We have we have had a history of not knowing how good quarterbacks can be in their first games as shown by Justin Herbert last year. So anything can happen and who knows, maybe Zach Wilson is the next Joe Namath. Like let, let's not rule any possible. Let's not rule out any possibilities. The Jets could be a much improved team next year, or they could be just as atrocious. And that's, and that's a good chaos. Team. And I'm sure that when the chaos inevitably strikes, we can talk to Colin and Alex <laughs> and they will just be dying It'll be fun to complain about oh, the three absolutely. and 15, three and 12, 14? wait, 14, 14, God, 14 <laughs> math's hard. I turned off my brain. It's, it, it's tough. It's tough. 
Um, so yeah, I'll stay within the state and I'll go with the New York Giants because mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. a pretty similar view to them as I do with the Jets. They're a much improved team on paper. Uh, the team looks a lot more thorough throughout. Um, they have a, a improved offensive line. They have a wide receiver finally. Uh, Saquon Barkley's coming back from injury. Their offense could be something. And that's just something we haven't seen in the Jets for a long time. And maybe with all these pieces together, we can see Daniel Jones. Uh, because he had a good season last year. We've talked about it. He had an underrated season. It, it oh, was okay. A, you oh, said I'm, that. I'm, I'm not agreeing with that. I think his season oh, he, was properly he, he rated. He threw a great deep ball. Uh, he, threw, it yeah, was, he threw a good deep ball, but I don't think he had a good season. Okay. It's tough to have a good season when your wide receivers are a Sterling Shepard who is injured half the time. His wide receivers and, weren't terrible, honestly. Sterling Shepard's good. Golden Tate's pretty solid. Uh, and I've liked Darius Slayton. Like, I don't think his wide okay, receivers were just because really you like people does not make that, that does not mean that they're a wide receiver ones. Darius Slayton not, is not, not that, a wide receiver one on any I've good re- NFL Here's team. the thing. But I think we also both agree that Kenny Galladay wasn't the fix to all their problems. And yeah. I, th- I think the thing is, you said their their offensive line is much improved. I would disagree with that, especially because at the main positions, it's pretty much identical. Uh, Andrew Thomas is still there at left tackle. They hope he takes a step forward. He looked better over the second half of last season. At right tackle, they have Matt Pert, who was a third-round pick last year, who also not that good, but they're running him out there again. Will Hernandez is still around. He's been there for, I guess, like three or four years now, um, basically not improving at all being the exact same player as he was when he came into the league. And then Shane Lemieux, Shane Lemieux, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Uh, there's an X in there. And then Nick Gates uh, at left guard and center, respectively. What What's important to know about their offensive line is that they're all really young. And now that they, that they have another year under their belts, I think that they're going to come together a little bit better with an actual offense and an actual, like, system around them i think this giants offense could be something this year and could even potentially take them to the top of a terrible division so i it, it's it's a tough one uh, once again chaotic they could be terrible the giants could be. i, I will buy the chaos all right but i i also see a lot of potential in this offense and okay. with the solid defense too look i like looking at the giants offense like especially the skill positions and being like oh oh i can sort of see that right but i also always remind myself no, that don't do this. This is the Giants. Tony. This is the Giants. <laughs> don't do this. And I, I think you're falling too far into that trap. I, I'm just yeah. warning you. Get out now while <laughs> you still can. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. My next team is actually a pretty similar team to the Jets. And I guess sort of the Giants, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. For one, by hiring Urban Meyer, their chaos ranking just goes way up. Like, straight <laughs> up. There's been a series of blunders before the season even started. I mean, they tried to hire Chris Doyle, which was just a disaster. They gave Tim Tebow a tryout, who I think he's still on the roster as of now, but he's definitely getting cut, is everything is what I've heard. And then they drafted Travis Etienne to be their third down back, apparently. Like, all of this is just has my had my radar tingling. But the division is what really swung it for me. And the reason I think this team could be decent or have a not even decent, have a better record than expected is what I would say, because the AFC South is weak enough that they might have a surprisingly good record. I don't think they'll actually be good, but with Trevor Lawrence and what's actually a pretty decent offensive line. And I will say fun. I'm not sure if it's good, but a fun receiving core. This team could be around 500 ish. 
which is a pretty solid improvement for the number one overall pick. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> I am not nearly as high on the Jaguars as you are. Uh, I, I have them somewhere around four or five wins max. Uh, this team, even with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, they just have no depth anywhere on the field. Uh, I guess you could maybe say that they have a lot of young guys on their offense. They're trying to rebuild, but it's just a bad team, and they spent their money in the wrong ways this offseason. They didn't get enough big names. I, I don't see any way that the Jaguars get more than five wins or six wins this season. But once again, chaos. If, if they end up exceeding that, then, then that would be very surprising. Here's the thing. I, I will say I don't expect them to be that good. I think this, this one is actually more of a chaos in terms of off-the-field type of stuff rather than their record-wise, I'd say. because Like Trevor Lawrence not having a job at the end of the season. Well, I mean, <laughs> not Trevor Lawrence, but there are some really highly drafted players who might be out of a job pretty quickly because I'm thinking about the players who were drafted not this season, but the year before under the previous regime who have no ties to basically anyone in Jacksonville at this point. There have been whispers about uh, how Urban Meyer's coaching staff feels about CJ Henderson and LaVisca Chenault, and it doesn't sound good. Like those two players could both be on their way out. Um, from also what I've heard, it seems like they might give LaVisca Chenault's role to Travis Etienne like the slot receiver, third down back type of guy, that would be a pretty significant move. And LaVisca Chenault, I would say, is a pretty good player. I would be interested in getting him if I were another team. So those guys could be on the move. They could fall out of favor pretty quickly. I think that's something that's worth watching. Yeah, you you know how much I like LaVisca Chenault. He was my top wide receiver in that draft class. Um, I, I think at the Etienne pick was ridiculous, but if, they, if that's their plan for him, then I guess they have, at least they have a plan for him. But hey, it's it's the Jaguars. I'm not high on them. I don't think that that they'll they'll exceed anyone's expectations by that much. But once again, I bet on them having uh, eight wins last season. So who knows? You did do that. I forgot about that. All right, what's your next team? My next team is the Los Angeles Chargers, just because of history. The Chargers, like they should be really good, right? Like they have a really good young quarterback. They have a much improved offensive line after this offseason. They have room to grow. Derwin James is coming back from injury. Their defense is eh, but it doesn't matter when you have a, a, a star caliber quarterback and Keenan Allen at wide receiver, Austin Eckler at running back. This team should be good, right? But the, it's the Chargers. And they, they are still history. cursed. Like every season, you could have the Chargers on the most chaotic list just because they lose more games than they should and how they are in one-score games. I, you just never know. The Chargers could end up with 12 wins or four wins. It's, it's, it's so hard to, to predict. The Chargers were actually my next team too uh, for a lot of the same reasons. I think the change here really will come from the coaching more than any new players, although obviously Derwin James will be important. I'm not as high on as you are as that they should be good because if you look purely at their starters and ignore the fact that people get hurt when you play football, then yeah, they look really good. They just have absolutely no depth on this team, which scares the crap out of me when you're talking about the Chargers. But also this team, just purely regression-wise, like based off of point differential, should have had a better record than they did last year. And like that is reason for optimism. If the math will ever, ever work out in the Chargers' favor, it might happen this year. Yeah, but too bad we don't look at should have wins because the Falcons would be a lot better. Yeah, yeah, you would know about that. 
<laughs> All right. I have two more teams. I'm going to save my most chaotic team for last. So, I also have two more teams. I think we probably have the same most chaotic team. All right. Let's see. So this team has a new quarterback this season and a really, really young team. This is the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Where, and so I went. Yeah. Where we have a Sam Darnold revenge tour starting immediately because they play the Jets week one. They have a really young defense that could take a step forward, or we could just find out that their young guys aren't good. Guys like Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, JC Horn, like all of those guys should be interesting. They're not getting a lot of cover. They're going to get a ton of snaps. So it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but they're going to get the chance to prove themselves. And the offense has a bunch of good skill players, but a very questionable offensive line with the added benefit of an offensive coordinator who might get a head coaching job if the offense is good. I don't think that the Panthers will be that good, but in a division with the Falcons and then the Saints who might bottom out if injuries hit, there's a chance that their record ends up being over 500, which I would I, I would say I would be surprised by, but there's a reason that I have them on my chaotic list. Yeah, I actually like this one. I don't, I don't have them, but uh, I'm much, I'm a little bit more bullish on them than I am of the Jaguars, just on the fact that they have more room for improvement. Um, I don't like, I love Sam Darnold. I've talked about this before. I think Gase ruined him. I think he might have a better chance because he has history with bad offensive lines. He's known how to figure out how to deal with pressure. He's been terrible, but he's de- dealt with pressure before. And just having that experience has shown to be really useful in the past and past quarterbacks. I think that he could do something there. I don't know what it is, but against some bad defenses, the, um, the NFC South is playing the NFC East. So that's, that's also a bunch of bad teams that he gets to play against. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful for them. Even as a Falcons fan, I don't think that the Falcons will be very good this year. So I'm just rooting for the division because it's, it's a tough one. I feel like you're supposed to root against your division most of the time. Yeah, it's but I, I, at this point, at this point, I don't really care. I mean, it is the Falcons. All right. What's your next to last most chaotic? Well, team? speaking in the division, I have the New Orleans Saints. I did because consider them. Yeah. All you right. Never know. Jameis Winston at quarterback, possibly could not possibly. This... We're, ma- we're manifesting, baby. Jameis Winston <laughs> at quarterback, guaranteed QB one. Could take this team to possibly 500. And the thing is, it's the Saints. They're just thinking about the Saints being bad doesn't make any sense in my head. It's like it's like saying that the Patriots are going to be bad. It just doesn't really make sense because they've had such good history. Sean Payton is still their head coach and he'll find a way to make this team work. They have a very, very strong defense. If Jameis Winston can make this offense somewhat like like passable or or any what like even a shadow of what he had in Tampa Bay, this team could like be one of the better teams in the NFC. But they could also be one of the worst teams in the NFC if everything doesn't work out. And somehow Taysom Hill is their starting quarterback. It's, it's, it's a terrible scenario to think about, but the Saints have a lot of room for fluctuation, and I can see them getting anywhere in the NFC. I mean, the dictionary definition of variance must have James Winston's picture on it. So yeah. that is like a great place to start. I can't believe I didn't choose them. I thought about it. And I just forgot. I totally forgot about Jameis. And so I just didn't pick them. But I think this is absolutely right. Because it is so easy for me to just look at this team on paper and be like, if this team won 12 games, I would be surprised, (laughs) but I wouldn't be stunned. And if they won like seven games, 
also wouldn't be that surprised at all. Like th- yep. this team could go in either direction. The reason I, I think it could actually be even lower, like a much lower win total, except for that. I think Sean Payton's a good enough coach that that probably won't happen. Especially like against the, a bad division. It's sort of like the Mike Tomlin, like built in fail safe, essentially. Exactly. And that's another one. Like, dude, what, what are the, what are the Steelers going to do this year? Are they going to go I below 500? I think they'll just be like nine and eight and losing yeah. the first round of the playoffs or something. <laughs> that, that's pretty bullish, just, honestly. Yeah, it might be. I'm that's Betty on Mike Tomlin, really. It could yeah. be way worse because I have no faith in Ben Roethlisberger. But yeah. I, I think that this one's a great pick because yeah. there's so many stars on this team. And if like three of them, if two or three of them get hurt, there's no one behind those guys. <laughs> but it's the Saints. They'll figure something out. They'll they'll pay someone else somehow. They, probably will so i'm gonna close it out with my most chaotic team this was easily the first team i thought of and i hope we share it but we'll see this is the arizona cardinals yeah okay that's that's good that's good we both have the same most chaotic on the same page because this team has a lot of star veterans who aren't scared to speak their mind (laughs) to go with a coaching staff that's already on the hot seat you've got DeAndre Hopkins, uh, AJ Green, JJ Watt, which two of them are new. So just seeing how they fit into that team should be interesting. You got a young quarterback who's shown flashes, but he's also, I would still say, behind the developmental curve that they would have hoped. Like, I really like Kyler. I think he's going to be good, but I actually think that it's probably worth acknowledging that he probably would should be a little bit farther along, especially as a passer um, than he is right now. And the second half of last season was really disappointing. He was obviously dealing with injury for quite a few games, and that was interfering. Also, you just added a bunch of like young freak athletes who could do anything. I'm thinking Rondale Moore, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons. And finally, a really, really tough division that will immediately expose any flaws. Like I think there's a decent chance that this team is better than the NFC East winner, like division winner, and they might not make the playoffs because they're just so many tough teams that they have to play every single week. Yeah. The the Cardinals are in one of those situations where they either everything clicks somehow. Uh, Cliff finally figures out how to coach an offense. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is leading the league in reception, receiving yards, which he easily should be. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those situations where when you have this much talent, you got to know how to use it. And it's Cliff Kingsbury. Like, it could all go in the trash and they could, they could be terrible. But I, I think that the, the, the floor for them is a lot higher than it was last year, just because of how much depth that they have now. It's just, they got to use it right. And if they want to beat the better teams, they have to play like a better team. And they just didn't do that last year at all. So they could be anywhere from mediocre to great. And I think that it could be any, I don't have any prediction to where it could land. And that's why they're chaotic. I really want, one functional passing offense out of the Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray connection, because yeah, we really haven't gotten it. The only time that the Cardinals offense has actually been good under Cliff Kingsbury was in the run game two years ago. That was a legitimately good run offense and props to Cliff Kingsbury for figuring that out. But it was also not all that impressive last year. And for a guy who was brought in to be a passing savant, we haven't seen that. So I would really, really like to see that this year. But at the same time, this team could just be a disaster. Yeah. I do have one honorable mention that I thought of while we were talking. 
and that's the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they're going to be good. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's once again, rookie quarterback. You never know. Uh, I, I, I think, think that, that they if can... Trey Lance isn't good though, I think they just play Jimmy Garoppolo. Like there, there isn't yeah. even the guarantee that he starts. That's why I went with Zach Wilson and the jets because Zach Wilson's starting the entire year. They're not pulling him unless he gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's just a weird situation in, in San Francisco and with injuries, you never know, but that team could be really, really good this year. I'm excited to see them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's one of my favorite teams to watch this year. For sure. I think that does it for this episode, which was a fun return. Uh, it's always good to start thinking about the teams that really, you don't know what they're going to look like, but that actually concludes when this episode publishes. Uh, a full year of tackling the NFL. So happy birthday to us because I think the first episode came out June 30th, 2020, and we are approaching June 30th, 2021. So happy birthday. I forgot to get happy birthday. Uh, it's been really fun doing this. So thank you to all of you guys who have been listening. We've really enjoyed it. And I don't know, Adam, you have anything else? No, thank you guys for a year. It's been a lot of fun. Sorry, we missed two weeks. That's not going to be a regular thing. Uh, some things came up enjoy all the sports happening right now it's a good it's a good distraction from um from american football and it's and just enjoy the summer we're we're almost we're almost back to nfl action and that'll be a lot of fun absolutely so we will see you guys next week but for now yeah watch watch a lot of wimbledon and go belgium i'm rooting for them oh okay i'll, I'll throw out mine then i'm rooting for italy All right, great. So we will come back maybe at the end of Euros and we will analyze that. But have a good week, everyone.